0: Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Encounters with alien beings could happen at any time, anywhere. It's always unexpected. You know, a lot of uh, skeptics out there always wonder why UFO pictures, flying saucer images, a lot of times they are fuzzy or, you know, they're taken from a bad angle or they're not in focus completely because (laughs) when these things happen, uh, the people who experience it, the people who witness these things, they're just not ready for it. I mean, it just happens out of the clear blue sky and, and, and... uh, next thing you know it's over with uh, and then and then other times i mean if if you were to talk to uh, people who get abducted by aliens uh, they tell you that they have no control over when these things show up uh, they they know that they're going to show up at some point i mean if they're if people who are abducted by these beings regularly they know that it's going to happen again they just don't know where or when or how or you know it's like some of them it happens in their in the middle of the night when they're sleeping and the next thing you know they're you know they're uh, being brought on board a, an extraterrestrial craft and, and and examined and probed and uh you know s- s- uh, sperm samples are removed or uh, eggs are removed uh, you know things like that i mean so the, the alien abductees really don't have any idea when things like that happen and then there's just people out there who sometimes see these things or experience these things or uh they it just never they never see it coming when it happens It's just it's just such always a surprise i mean that's how it goes with these things they they call the shots i mean it's it's always uh on the aliens terms on when they uh come in contact with human beings uh, we have no control over that whatsoever uh we just don't uh, and this is actually an extension, basically, of what I was talking about in the last podcast, basically on how we're uh, compared to aliens. We're basically low-grade morons, um, and how uh, you know, basically, they could uh, they could uh, manipulate us, uh, they could interact with us, uh, and we don't even know what's happened. We don't, we have no idea, uh, and that's because they're just so advanced, so much more advanced in every way, technologically, mentally uh they're just superior t- there are superior in every way um uh, in in these in these aspects so that that's why when these things happen when when we do encounter them i think a lot of sometimes it could be an a- an accident when there's a, a ufo seen by someone up close uh or or landed uh, for instance sometimes there's been it's a lot of different cases like that over the years like for instance uh, the Lonnie Zamora case from 1964 in New Mexico where he came upon a landed craft, uh, an egg-shaped craft that had a weird symbol on it uh, that he, he never saw before. No one ever really saw before and there were little uh, diminutive beings walking around it and then they get in it. They see him. One of them sees him and then they get in that, that vehicle and it takes off and then silently just floats away. Uh, I think sometimes there are accidents I think that an accident happened to me in 1994 during the fishing trip I had with a friend. We were basically fishing. I've, I've talked about this dozens of times on here already. But we were fishing at a, at a spot basically in the middle of nowhere where it was at a pond off a lake in a private community, a gated community. And, uh, I I am certain that people usually don't go to that place to go fishing. And, uh, I think, you know, this flying saucer shows up, you know, in the middle, you know, in the black of night out of nowhere, you know, and then we're, we're standing there, you know, amazed, you know, looking at this thing and then it just goes away. Uh, that could have been accidental. Like sometimes people see these things accidentally, um, now, the other experiences I had, are, you know, well, the experience I had when I was a kid, when one of those be- these beings showed up in my room, uh, it, you know, I don't I don't think that was accidental. They they, they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, manipulate me in some way. You know, I don't know when they wanted to interact with me, but they didn't want me to know it. But I think there was an accident made that some for some reason I was awake for 20 minutes of that whole episode um uh, and then you see all these other cases like sometimes they you know you know uh, the Pascagoula uh, Mississippi 1973 the two two men uh, uh Calvin Parker uh and uh, uh Wilson uh or Charles Hickson, rather, Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson were uh, fishing, you know, off, of, off a pier on the Pascagoula River in, in, in the evening, it was nighttime, and all of a sudden a flying saucer shows up, lands behind them, and these beings come out, drag them on board, you know, uh, look at them uh, you know do a, some procedures on them and then drag them back off the ship and just let them there i mean you know or you know, things like that i mean that's see they when they want to do these things they can just do it at any time anywhere those guys weren't expecting it i wasn't expecting to see a ufo in 1994 uh the the allagash four those four guys that went on that uh uh camping trip in 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 maine back in 1976 and they saw a flying saucer and uh uh, over this uh, lake and then you know 12 years later they all started remembering what happened they had all all had missing time and they all started having dreams about uh uh, being brought on board this craft and of course they went to a uh uh, uh, a hypnotist they got a uh, or they went to a psychiatrist and they were hypnotized and They remembered uh, things that, and they all uh, experienced uh, being uh, basically abducted by aliens from that craft, Uh, and and just it's it's always you just don't you just don't see it coming. I mean, it could happen at any time. I mean, there's people in broad daylight, regu- people who get abducted on a regular basis. Uh, some, some of them report hap- like being at a picnic in, in the middle of the summer at a family gathering, and for some reason, they'll, the, they end up losing time. They walk away from the picnic, and, and, and they'll show back up an hour later, and, and they don't even know what happened. They don't know where that hour went. And then later on, they'll, they'll, they'll see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. They'll be hypnotized, and they'll find out, well, there was a, a UFO, a flying saucer, landed flying saucer waiting for them and and they're uh, you know and they're brought on board and had things done to them and then let go again. and they went back to the picnic like nothing happened. I, th- that's the kind of power they have over us. I mean it's like the same kind of power like if we're if you're fishing, right There's a trout in, in, in a stream or in a river, you know, just you know ha- swimming around, you know doing what it does, looking for food. And next thing you know, it sees a little warm there jiggling right uh the fish bites on the worm next thing you know it's getting dragged out of the river has no idea you know what's going on you know and then the the, the person there's a human being does has no idea what a human being is and the human beings holding the fish and outside of the water takes the hook out of them out of the mouth and maybe that human being's going to throw that fish back in because maybe it's not big enough so he throws the fish back in and then the fish you know if the fish were able to communicate with other fish that fish is no one's going to believe it right uh that's just the way it is and that's how it is with us with human beings and these alien beings and and the thing is is they could come at you at any time anywhere and uh, you can't stop it I mean that's just wait that's just how it is. Uh, they have that power over us, so and no matter what you and that's is one of the reasons I believe for the cover up. I mean that's another. There's a little, a lot of different uh, reasons for that, but you know the fact that there's no control over these things. We have no control. We ha- no, no authority, no law enforcement, no military uh, uh, organization in, in the world could could prevent aliens from interacting with human beings. It's happening. It's been happening for years. And that's one of the reasons to keep this covered up because a lot of people out there just, you know, it's it, they won't be able to handle that information. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to handle the information at some point here because we need to get over that hump like I talk about all the time. But just getting back to this fact that we, uh, it, it just could happen at any time. And it's scary. It's scary to think that, that, you know, you could be driving the, in, in your car. I mean, this how many different cases do you read about where somebody's driving down a lonely highway and all of a sudden there's... <laughs> You know, a flying saucer flying over their car, or landing, or lands right in front of them, or there's so many different cases like that that that, that have happened over the years. I, I uh, you know, I talk about these different uh, YouTube channels that I like to go to, where where they basically uh, provide a, a large collection of. Uh, uh, of, of interviews with people from the 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s talking about their experiences uh with with aliens and ufos and and, and these channels ufob eyes on cinema uh i always talk about those channels because they, they i like how they present that information i just you know they give it to you basically raw just here here's this segment here's a two minute segment of this guy from 1975 talking about his ufo experience here's another segment from 1990 with some woman who got abducted by aliens i mean he just you could sit there and just keep going through it one by one by one by one and you see yeah i mean these people are telling the truth this is this is real and uh and they had no control over the situation they weren't expecting it it's always unexpected right you never know when it's going to happen and like i wonder okay you know, I had three strange experiences in my life uh, with what I believe. The first two, no question it was alien beings. And I strongly believe that the third one, which I was just talking about on my previous podcast, uh, when I had a, an incident in Hawaii, like the first incident with the, with the alien being in my room, that was what, 1977? And then 1994, what's that, 17 years later? It took so I have one experience in 1977, then 17 years later I have another experience where I'm out fishing with a buddy, and a flying saucer shows up out of nowhere, right? So, and then to 1994, and then 2007 was when I had that strange, very strange, high strangeness type incident that happened in Hawaii. What's that? That was uh, 2007. That happened in 2007. The other one was 1994. So that's what uh, uh, 13 years. Uh, yeah yeah 13 years so i had incidents you know that were many many years apart from each other and now 2007 that's uh, look how many years ago that is now that's 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 15 years ago am i due am i due for another one well if i am i'm not going to it's going to happen if it's something ever happens again it's going to be totally unexpected just like the previous three And uh, you know you, but I don't know how you. How do you prepare for something like that? You really can't. You can't prepare. You cannot prepare for these kind of uh, encounters. You just can't do it. There's no way you could prepare for it. And what do you What are you going to do? There's nothing you could do. I mean, the the control that they could that they could have over you. They could. Basically, you wouldn't even know that they were just in the, in the case of Hawaii, right? I, I didn't even know what happened. It took me a long time to figure out that that most likely was an alien encounter. that Apparently, might. I had a dog that disappeared. If you go to listen to my previous podcast, you'll hear that story. I had a dog that disappeared for two and a half hours under very mysterious circumstances. And did they abduct the dog for some reason? I don't know. Or were they just playing games? I, I don't know. But for some reason, they were doing something. They were interacting with me. They were interacting with the pet that I had at that time. Uh, and and is something going to happen again? It scares me the thought of it because again, it, it, it's always a surprise when it happens. It's it just you know, it's, oh my god, you know what's going on every time when these things happen. It's it just catches you off guard, and I, it's hard to prepare for it. I mean, if I was, you know, if someday I'm somewhere and all of a sudden something happens, I mean, am I going to be able to pull my cell phone? Like if I see a, a flying saucer up close and personal like I did in 1994, am I going to be able to pull my cell phone out quick enough and, and, and get a, a clear video image of, 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 the, of the event as it unfolds? Probably, I don't know about that it, because I, I, you know, I, I might be thinking, hey, I just want to get the hell out of here. You know, nobody. When these things happen, you, and that's that's what bothers me when you hear about skeptics complaining about, oh, there's no real, you don't have any evidence. Well, yeah, there is evidence. Actually, there's there's trace fit. We talk about this all the time. Physical trace evidence. There's objects, uh, implants that have been removed from different people. There's 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 video evidence. There's film evidence. There's uh, photograph and evidence. There's all sorts of different kinds of evidence. There's the evidence of the testimony itself from different people. The aerial school. How can they deny it? So, there is evidence out there, but they, they want uh, something more for some reason. I mean, I, I, they can't wrap it around their heads that this is, you're dealing with an intelligence that just, you know, is so much greater than what we have. It's, it's, we can't, there's nothing we can do. It's, they have the power. We have no power over them. Like, we, like, they can't, like, a lot of people just can't accept the fact that we're just, compared to these things, we're dummies. You know, we're, we're just like, uh, uh, an animal rocking around in the woods right now to them i mean that's the kind of power that they have over us and we have we have no control about when they're going to show up and that's a scary thing to really think about because um uh you're, you're always off you're going to be caught off guard everybody is Every usually everybody I mean, look at travis walton for instance how many all the famous cases all these people all these people they had no idea that this was about to happen to them you know, you know, Travis Walton's in in, a, in the uh, cutting down trees on a mountain in, in Arizona in uh, 1975 uh, with six other guys, and they're driving ho- driving home in the evening, and it's dark out, and all of a sudden there's a flying saucer just hovering aside the road in a clearing. So he gets out because he wants to get a closer look at it. Next thing you know, he's getting blasted by some beam of light, and then he disappears for five days. <clears throat> It was all unexpected, totally, absolutely unexpected. I mean, the only thing that—I uh, mean, even even the UFO crashes. There's been reports of numerous UFO crashes over the years, starting with over the years starting with Roswell. Uh, they're unexpected. We don't know when they're going to happen. Uh, we don't know where they're going to show up. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe there have been occasions where somehow we were able to our militaries uh, or military different militaries of the world were able to bring them down by shooting them down. Somehow, maybe I don't know. There's really we don't have any evidence of that uh, that we could really uh, you know talk. I mean, there's been talk about that kind of thing, but we really don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, but even, even that, the fact that even if, say you were able to shoot one down, you first, first it has to show up before you can shoot it down. And it's always unexpected. It's always unexpected. Uh, a lot of these flyers in the military right now, when you, some a lot, a lot of these different reports that have been coming out, um, <laughs> they're not, you know, they're either going to see it, see a UFO or they're not. Now, some people say they were seeing them every day at some, at, at different points, but it's always a surprise. They're always the aliens themselves are always holding the cards on the, on these on these events. Uh, they they show up when they want to. You can't uh, conjure them up. You can't uh, ho- hope they show up. I mean, I know. Okay, uh, we hear about Stephen Greer and having these big events where he uh, has people sitting out in the middle of nowhere, and then lights show up in the sky. Well, I don't know if I buy that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'll just leave it at that i i just say i don't buy that how's that um i know there'll probably be some people out there that that are steven greer fans that won't like that statement but i'm just i'm just being upfront about it i i just some some people out there i just don't know if, if i buy what they're selling um but the the bottom line is there is something going on okay there there is something going on and when it happens if it ever happen, if it hasn't happened to you yet uh, and it might not ever happen. I mean, if you're a person who, who has never seen one of these things or never encountered a, a, an extraterrestrial being, there's a good chance you're going to live your whole life and you'll never see one or you'll never encounter anything, anything like that. For, you know, for the rest till till, till the till the end, oh, till it comes to the end, you'll just you, you'll live your whole life and nothing will ever happen. And then for other people, the, you're going to see something I mean, you might be 10 years old, or you might be 50 years old, or you might be 70 years old when it happens. It could for some people, it's going to be their first time, their first ever experience. And when it happens, it's going to catch them completely off guard and the difference between experiencing these these things personally it leaves a mark on you i mean it really changes your whole viewpoint in a way that even the best of uh, researchers co- couldn't i mean co- can't do provide i mean when you experience these things personally um it, it does something to you i mean it just opens your eyes in, in a way that somebody who doesn't experience these things uh could ever imagine it's just totally different but unfortunately it's always the surprise of it the surprise of it and that's the one part i don't like i mean you know i'd rather know yeah i'd rather i'd rather know something's about to happen i'd rather be a little bit prepared for it you know rather than just surprise you know because that's you know and who knows what what's going to happen uh, are you going to get brought on some ship and, and, and experimented with, are you, are you going to be examined? I mean, I just don't know if I want to deal with something like I don't, I want, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be forcibly, uh, uh dragged onto a, a flying saucer and, and, and have, uh, aliens poking needles into me. I don't want that to happen. Uh, but that's what happens sometimes and there's nothing we can do about it. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. Uh, Very soon, uh, uh, probably this upcoming week, uh, we might be finally getting that declassified version of the new UFO report. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to read a little section here from, uh, this is from Whitley Stryber's um, website. Uh, Whitley Stryber, of course, is a a noted author. He's someone who has had his own experiences with extraterrestrials and actually wrote uh, some books on this, including... A very famous book called Communion. And uh, his website is called union country, uh, unknowncountry.com. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this article that he put together here. Uh, the classified version of the Pentagon's annual annual report on unidentified aerial phenomena was delivered to lawmakers earlier this week, with a declassified version expected to be released to the public in the coming days. Prior to the report's delayed release, various insider sources discussed some of the contents of the document with the New York Times and The Daily Mail, disclosing that nearly half of the 366 UAP reports collected over the course of the investigation remain unresolved. This is the second major report produced by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, following the June 2021 delivery of the preliminary assessment on identified aerial phenomena. This year's report is the first mandated by the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2022 and was received by the armed services, appropriations, foreign affairs or relations and intelligence committees of both the House and Senate. The 22-page report states that 150 of the 366 cases investigated by the UAP task force, currently called the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office or ARROW, remain unresolved, suggesting that roughly two out of every five encounters reported involved something that could not be identified. However, the Times anonymous source said that many of the unresolved cases were from older reports that didn't offer enough information to properly identify the phenomena involved. Um now the rest of it we've gone over. Yeah you know, this is this is it gets into the New York Times article where they where anonymous sources from the Pentagon were trying to downplay it and then it gets to the uh the Daily Mail article where an anonymous source from the Pentagon was trying to upplay it. So uh you know it's uh you know what we're going to get this report it looks like we're going to get this uh, so basically the, the the congress has received this 22 page classified report which i think should just re- be released to the public you know but anyway we're going to get a declassified one and basically they'll uh, we'll get to look at this report and they'll they'll be uh, uh, you know they're going to talk about 366 cases and they're going to say well half of them we we figured out what they are it's uh it clutter in the air like balloons or uh chinese spy drones and the other half uh you know 140 about 140 other cases we don't know what they are well i'm going to tell you right now i would say a percentage uh uh, there's definitely a percentage of these things of these objects that that they're that they're going to that will be included in this report that are extraterrestrial they're extraterrestrial in origin there's going to be a percentage let's just say out of that 366 objects that's that they're talking about here i would say that 20 percent are unexplainable which and that and probably within that 20 percent, maybe 18 percent. i'm just making these numbers up because i don't know but, but i'm just doing what they what the pentagon does for the most part like they'll just you know they even though they have no idea like they told the pentagon they told the new york times even though the the other half of the objects they, they they say if they had more data on those objects uh that they would uh know uh they would ha- they would know what th- they would be able to identify them yeah okay if you had more data on those objects then you would be able to identify them as extraterrestrial some of them i would say about uh, you know there's definitely a percentage i'm not sure what the percentage is i'm just saying All right but there's definitely a percentage with um, among these objects that these uh, that are will be included in this report that are completely uh not human made uh they're, they're they're and they're not clutter and they're not uh chinese spy drones or they're, they're uh they're not uh flying fish uh they're not uh birds uh, some of these objects that are will be talked about in this report are extraterrestrial craft it's just a fact although our government officials are still uh uh you know hesitant to make that kind of a statement uh they will be at some point uh, at some point they'll have no choice but to make those kind of statements but yeah there are definitely vehicles uh that uh that they're experiencing because we could tell just we could we know this we just know this for a fact i mean look at what david fravor talked about what he experienced in 2004 there's no way that that was that was was a man-made we we can't make objects like what that tic-tac was doing we just can't okay uh, the, the gimbal object that a lot, of, a lot of debunkers try to debunk all the time, right? It, it's a flying saucer. You, you see it with your own eyes. That's what it is. It's a flying saucer. There's no visible means of propulsion on it, right? So uh, there's a percentage of the, of these objects that are going to be in this report that are actually extraterrestrial. But they're not going to say that. No one in Congress is probably. Some Congress members might, uh, uh, you know, hint that it could be. You'll hear some of the stuff like that. But you're not going to hear people from the military saying that. You know, the people in the Pentagon, the people in the Pentagon that are, are the, basically the front men for the people in Majestic 12. It's really not though, they're basically the middlemen, these guys in the Pentagon that are basically, uh, you know, trying to uh, work with the Congress right now. I would imagine that uh, they're not part of Majestic 12 and maybe, maybe one or two or, or might be, I mean, who knows? We don't really don't know, but we know that these people lie in the Pentagon when it comes to the UFO situation. In fact, uh. I came up with the uh, an article, uh, uh, something that's on still on the Air Force website, the United States Air Force website. I'll leave a link for this. You got to see it to believe it. It's hard to believe that it's still on here. Actually, uh, with actually after everything that's been going on over the past five years, it's really hard to believe that it's hard, that they leave something like this on here because it's actually really embarrassing because it's filled with lies and it's about unidentified objects, uh, flying objects, and the Air Force's uh, Project Blue Book, uh, which was a study that went on from, uh, uh, basically that ended in 1969 that studied UFOs. But we're gonna, I'm just going to read some of this and we'll go through the lies that are that are told here. It says here, from 1947 to 1969, the Air Force investigated unidentified flying objects under Project Blue Book. The project, headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio, was terminated December 17, 1969. Of a total of 12,618 sightings reported to Project Blue Book, 701 remained remained unidentified now for one thing they made a mistake or it was project blue book did not start in 1947 it didn't start until the early 1952 i believe it was from 1952 to 1969 in 1947 48 there was a project sign and then that that was followed by a project grudge and then project blue book but anyway uh, that's just a minor little uh, fib we'll get to the bigger lie bigger fibs later on here The decision to discontinue UFO investigations was based on an evaluation of a report prepared by the University of Colorado entitled Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects, a review of the University of Colorado's report by the National Academy of Sciences, Previous UFO Studies and Air Force Experience Investigating UFO Reports During 1940-1969. to Uh, as a result of these investigations, studies and experience g- gained from investigating UFO reports since 1948, the conclusions of pl- Project Blue Book War were... One no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force was ever an indication of threat to our national security that 's an absolute lie let 's just stop right there that 's an absolute lie okay, but before we get that, I just want to talk about that University of Colorado study uh, basically that was headed by uh, a, a, a scientist named Edward Condon. Condon had no interest in UFOs he, he was the one who came he, he he had final say on whether or not there was it was worthy of investigating, and even though there were people who uh, on that group within that group that said it was that there, there was a lot of unidentified cases here that we don't know what they are and they deserve further scientific study even though there was people saying that condon you know i uh, i think he was you know in, in cahoots with the air force on this because the air force wanted to get out of the business of working with uh of of looking into uh, citizen reports of, of ufos so we're just going to get get that out of the way so that 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 report in a way was bogus you know and the report had a lot of great information in it but the conclusion that was penned by condon was a bunch of nonsense bogus they should have he should have suggested that it needs further scientific study but anyway then so uh this first thing here that the air force is saying the first conclusion no ufo reported investigated and evaluated by the air force was ever an indication of threat to our national security that's an absolute lie (laughs) <laughs> they're still a threat to the national security in fact look at what they're saying right now they don't know if they're a threat after all these years they still don't know they knew that they are always a threat they all they, they just that's just lip service that was just lip service to the public here and it's hard to believe again you think they'd be embarrassed by this statement and they'll, they'll leave this up on their website wow And then the second one here, the second conclusion, there was no evidence submitted to or discovered by the Air Force that sightings categorized as unidentified represented technological developments or principles beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge. That's an absolute outright lie. (laughs) There was was tons of reports in there that they obviously represented technological developments beyond the principles. Uh, beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge i mean one like just for instance i just was talking earlier about the uh uh, lonnie zamori incident that was one of the things that project blue book looked into they didn't have any explanation for it it was obviously didn't it was obviously not uh beyond the it was beyond the range of our scientific development we don't have things that could fly around like that with no sound anyway it's again another lie and then uh, uh the third one here was there was no evidence indicating that sightings categorized as unidentified were extraterrestrial vehicles that's a lie that's a lie uh, uh you know now now for one thing the people on blue book they didn't know how to have access i mean in a way it's it's like a half lie it's a part part partial lie Right, because those people weren't privy to the extraterrestrial information. Of, of course, that stuff is you know, that's above top secret. That's Majestic Twelve kind of stuff. They Majestic Twelve wasn't part of Blue Book. I mean, actually, uh, you no. Know, according to other UFO researchers, like the late Stanton Friedman, right, all the good reports, the good rep- the good reports didn't the really interesting reports, right? They didn't even go to Blue Book. They went to some other somewhere else where nobody ever heard about them again. That's something. That someplace else was Majestic Twelve. So again, it's a half a lie because yeah, Project Blue Book, yeah, the, you know yeah, but yeah, but the air Project Blue Book didn't you know they didn't have uh uh they didn't find any evidence really of extraterrestrial, but really they did though. I mean, I guess really when you really think about it, they really did. I mean, again, the Lonnie Zamora case that was that was extraterrestrial. And there's no doubt about it. It was extraterrestrial. What else was it? Uh, they also looked and they talked to other people in this. Uh, they, 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 uh, there were interviews with other people like the uh, the Hills who were abducted in 1961. There was the Michigan 1966 case uh, that were, were Heinick J. Allen Hynek, uh, um, uh, provided the absurd e- explanation of swamp gas. That, that was all extraterrestrial. All these objects were extraterrestrial. What else were they? They're not. They're they're not man made. They're not. You these objects weren't made by humans. They're extraterrestrials. That's a lie. So yeah, they have this on here. And again, it's a very embarrassing. Anyway, let's read it more here. It says, with the termination of Project Blue Book, the Air Force regulation establishing and controlling the program for investigating and analyzing UFOs was rescinded. Documentation regarding the former Blue Book investigation was permanently transferred to the modern military branch, National Archives and Record Service and is available for public review and analysis since the termination of project blue book nothing has nothing is this is a good one here since the termination of project blue book nothing has occurred that would res- support a resumption of ufo investigations by the air force <laughs> what are you talking about we've been we've been looking at it why is this still up there why is this still on this website why is this on the air force website and if, as a fact sheet Okay, given the current environment of steadily decreasing defense budgets, it is unlikely the Air Force would become involved in such a costly project in the foreseeable future. (laughs) This whole thing is laughable. There are a number of universities and professional scientific organizations that have considered UFO phenomena during periodic meetings and seminars. Uh, a list of private organizations interested in aerial phenomena may be found in Encyclopedia of Associations published by Gale Research. Interest in and timely review of UFO reports by private groups ensures that sound evidence is not overlooked by the scientific community. Persons wishing to report UFO sightings should be advised to contact local law enforcement agencies. <laughs> All of this is laughable. It's laughable because it's still up on their website. I mean, especially right now. I mean, we've been looking into this. What for? We have the UFO offices looking into this, and plus, this that whole thing is filled with lies. Okay, I know. I we we talk about. Hey, I forgive the Pentagon. I forgive everyone for uh, everyone in the government for all the lies. I'm not gonna, you know, I I already know you're lying. I know they they've been lying for a long time now, right? And uh, we we a lot of us know that they've been lying for a long time. But hey, even after everything comes out, uh, when, when the truth is actually finally revealed, hey, I, uh, I I'm not gonna, you know, you know, point fingers or anything. I'll just be happy that it's finally released. It's it's understandable why it was initially uh held but now it's it's we're over that now but yeah there's going to be a percentage of the uh, getting back to what we were talking about originally in this report that we're going to be getting in this uh this week coming up uh this declassified report some of these objects that they're going to be talking about are will be uh that they don't know what they are there's going to be a percentage of them that will be extraterrestrial craft what that percentage is i don't know who knows 10 20 30 but a percentage of that okay you have 366 objects uh they're saying half of them are have been identified that leaves you with what 143 so uh let's say uh 20 of that 143 i mean so okay maybe i don't know let's say let's just say 30 objects 30 40 objects are extraterrestrial because there are there, some of these objects that they've been ex- uh, encountering are our military officials you know navy flyers air force uh, flyers you know, uh, some military officials on the ground uh some of these objects are obviously operated by extraterrestrials because they can do things that uh, no other object that uh humankind could uh manufacture could do. So uh, that's that's going to be the bottom line, but that part will not be stated publicly unless there might be some congress people that uh you know that just say it, you know. I guess they won't be able to say any of the any of the classified. They won't be able to share any of the classified information because I guess the military could say, "Hey, that's you can't say that because that's uh uh you know that's uh, national security and and congress people might be compelled not to say anything right that's very possible um but you know what hey they're here it's national security sh- national security whatever uh we need to know the truth here already right uh there, there's extraterrestrials here. Why don't you just come out, you know, why don't you just put in a report, which, how about, you know, instead of wording the report the, the way it's most certainly going to be worded, why not just say, these, these objects here could potentially be extraterrestrial. Why don't you just come out and say something like that? Be brave you know that's that's the way to get this this train going here let's see how the media reacts to something like that wouldn't that be something yeah uh that other 50 percent of those 366 there, there could be uh, 15 20 that might be possibly extraterrestrial because we really don't know what the hell they're you know <laughs> they're just beyond any of our capacities that we've ever seen because that's what it is it's just common sense it's you know that's what it is just say it you know just say it